Hey, Soulmates, it's another Monday on tap. Plenty to discuss. Welcome to Fox Soul's Black Report. We're following the latest in the officer's charge in the death of Tyree Nichols, a development there, and the futuristic Afro exhibit that's set to open. I'm Courtney Hicks. And I'm Lee Thomas in for Nicole Lacorte. We're also talking about the man who was kicked out of a school board meeting mm -hmm. for no reason. Mm -hmm. And the drug, the former drug lord who is suing 50 Cent. Those stories that, of course, impact our people. Yeah, we're going to bring you our news, our views, and our voice. So let's start in with Vice President Kamala Harris. The big news uh, of today has arrived in Africa for a week-long visit. Dancers, drummers, and students greeted the VP when she arrived in Ghana's capital. Africa's population has a median age of 19, and the vice president's visit is expected to focus on the young, young people. She said it's an honor to witness the extraordinary uh, invocation and creativity occurring on the continent. On behalf of the president and our entire nation, we bring you greetings and we are looking forward to this trip as a further statement of the long and enduring and very important relationship and friendship between the people of the United States and those who live on the continent of Africa. Harris will meet with Ghana's president tomorrow. They're uh, planning to discuss the economic and security challenges in the region. And our very own Nicordelai uh, Corte sent that, uh, what we call a sot in, mm -hmm. and uh, he's uh, hanging out with the VP. Oh, that is exciting for him to be there. Yeah. And it's exciting for her to be there. She's mm -hmm. not only going to be uh, in that country, she'll tour two other countries, Zambia, mm -hmm. uh, Tanzania, I believe, and mm -hmm. then she'll be back here April the 2nd. But yeah. it is the first time a person Historic. of her level has gone to tour multiple African countries mm -hmm. from the Biden administration. So this yeah. is big. This is big to it's me. It's huge. And is it okay to say out loud, I love her. <laughs> it is okay. It I is do. Okay to I say. like how her she journey, handles her business because her, she yeah. has gotten a lot of different she kinds has. of criticism she along has. the way, but she stands up yeah. for what she believes in. Yeah. And speaking of going to Ghana, mm -hmm. a lot of Idris Elba starting a studio say, over there. I was going to say, there's a list yeah. of A-listers who have followed her there to participate in the week-long uh, festivities and meetings to drive all of those points home mm -hmm. and really touch on everything that is to be touched upon uh, during her agenda. It's really a fascinating uh, visit. I uh, I want to go to Accra. I want to go to Ghana. I want I want to yeah. go over there. I want to go yeah. to different countries. It's I both on our. We were talking about that before yeah. the show. It's, it's both definitely on our bucket list Absolutely. to get over to Africa. Absolutely. Yeah. Now let's go closer to home. The Florida NAACP has unanimously recommended that the national NAACP board issue a nationwide travel advisory mm. against moving or visiting the state of Florida. I don't know about this one. Yeah, please. this move is in response to Governor Ron DeSantis' attacks on diversity, equity, inclusion initiatives. Now the national NAACP board will vote on the measure next month. DeSantis brushed off the advisory as a stunt, but the NAACP argues that his policies are trying to revert the state back to the past. The attempts to get a reaction from the Florida Tourism Authority remains unreturned at this time. Lee uh, Thomas, that's a, I get it, I understand it, but it's a huge ask. Mm -hmm. You've got 
you know, what about the, the, the African-American residents? Of, mm -hmm. I've got a brother mm -hmm. who works uh, in Orlando. Yeah. Um, my sorority is having a regional conference uh, mm -hmm. coming up at the end of April. Disney, uh, Disney World. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, you got folks on spring break, families, you know, planning to make visits there, you know, black families, our mm -hmm. soulmates. Mm -hmm. That's tough. That's a tough ask. I get it, though. I think I think it's more of a statement than mm -hmm. an ask. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a warning mm -hmm. that if if those policies continue, that I think a lot of African-Americans will start to think about making that choice mm -hmm. of relocating yeah. or not going to that state. I have thought of it myself yeah. as the policies have gone in because I'm, you know, as you think about where do I want to retire yeah. when I'm done and, yeah. and Florida's kind of getting off that list. Maybe there's a little bit more uh, strategy to it. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the beginning of maybe some yes. sort of kind of boycott, maybe, yes. you know, more so than just don't don't go there or, you, you know, you might want to not consider living there. Maybe mm -hmm. it's a thing where for a period of time we let them feel it because mm -hmm. we boycotted before and they felt it. So right, right where it counts. We, this might be the beginning of us pulling together to, to maybe start something like that. I hope so. That's how it begins. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how it begins. Yeah. Let's go to Manhattan, where the district attorney, Alvin Bragg, has received a threatening letter containing white powder leading to an investigation by the FBI and the NYPD. Now, the letter contained a death threat as well amidst the office investi office's investigation of former President Donald Trump. Bragg and his office have received several hundred threats in recent weeks with a few dozen considered directly threatening. Now, the envelope was postmarked from, of all places, Orlando, Florida, mm. and contained no dangerous substance. This incident follows Trump's false announcement of his arrest and his subsequent heated rhetoric, including a warning of, quote, potential death and destruction if indicted. What a way to continue to, you know, incite uh, your uh, base of followers. And, uh, you know, this man in Manhattan is just trying to do his job. Mm -hmm. And uh, for folks the to, yeah. yeah, the prosecutor, for folks to, uh, you know, take matters into their own hands. Or you feel the way you feel, but you can't cross the line mm -hmm. as far as what the law says and what's lawful uh, and send this man threatening uh, messages and, and, and letters that may cause him uh, harm. You know, it is one of those things where you you sit back and watch this play out, and it's almost unbelievable mm -hmm. if we didn't have our recent history. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. For a former president to death and destruction, to say these things, yes. to incite these things uh, with no ramifications is interesting. Interesting. But... Um, there's some history-making precedents in the, the legal proceedings that is being mm -hmm. weighed on mm -hmm. former President Trump. So mm -hmm. it's one of those things where I hope nothing bad happens I know. to anyone involved. Yeah. But uh, do we? And he, he keeps pouring the fuel, mm -hmm. but I think no matter how hot it gets, he's not going to be able to escape it. You know, well, he's strategic. Time. You, you he's, say yeah, it's going to happen on Tuesday, yeah. and that, that therefore it can't mm -hmm. happen on Tuesday because mm -hmm. he just said it and yeah. made it a big deal. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what it's like a chess match. Yeah. Interested to see but what the next moves are. But I think this time he's going to get caught up. There's been, you know, historically speaking, there's mm -hmm. been times where you thought, okay, they're going to get him on this one. They got, I think this time he's not going to avoid it. Maybe he's just trying to stay ahead of it. But uh, the strategy uh, sucks. Yeah, it's not <laughs> a good strategy, that, right? but but he's avoided many things. Yeah, we'll see. He has, we he will has. see.
A homicide investigation is where we're going to now, and it has been launched after a medical examiner determined that three sisters who were briefly missing before their bodies were found in a Texas pond last summer, they were actually strangled to death. Now, the bodies of Zariel Oliver, Amaya Hughes, and Tamari Oliver were initially reported as tragic drownings, but a medical examiner found lacerations on their face and determined they died by strangulation. Now, the sisters were reported missing by their cousin who was babysitting them while their mom was at work. Authorities have taken multiple witness statements and DNA testing is going on, but there is no mention of any potential suspects or motive yet. Yeah, this is just, you know, absolutely uh, horrific, this, this discovery, and you've got this town going into mourning. It's a, it's mm -hmm. a place called Atlanta, Texas. This is a, mm -hmm. a first I've heard of it, but you have a town going into mourning under, you know, these findings, mm -hmm. uh, first findings, which was they drowned, horrible accident, and now uh, after, you know, further investigations found that these girls have been murdered and now uh, DNA testing mm -hmm. is underway to try to, you know, identify a suspect or suspects. And it's just uh, horrific. And, you know, until, you know, people are cleared, a lot of folks are looking at family members, mm -hmm. the ones who've been mm -hmm. posting on Facebook. I can understand mm -hmm. why until they can get uh, some answers. It's a, it's sad. Mm -hmm. and Beautiful it's, little girls. It's tough. But I am happy that the investigation wasn't closed at drowning mm. because in past we know that that's where it would have ended. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's good that the medical examiner, for whatever reason, kept moving, with kept it. moving that's forward right. with the case mm -hmm. and the new allegation. Right, it's a year later, mm -hmm. but uh, better late than never. Yeah. And the justice hopefully will be found for everyone involved. True. All right, ex-cops Demetrius Haley, Emmett Martin, Justin Smith, and Desmond Mills have been decertified after their alleged involvement in the beating and death of Tyree Nichols. You see these men here. Mm -hmm. uh, Nichols was uh, repeatedly punched and kicked by officers during a traffic stop in Memphis. Body cam footage led to charges of second-degree murder, and the officers have 30 days to appeal the city of Memphis. Uh, charged 13 MPD employees with policy violations, and the department of Justice launched a review of the case as they should have. Courtney, can I just say? You can just say. Tired. Yeah. Tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired. And mm -hmm. I know that it is our job and our obligation to mm -hmm. continue to talk about this. Yeah. But when is change going to come? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel that, especially with you, you know? being a black male. Yeah. And, when you know, when you get come? in your car, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter that you are, you know, Lee Thomas anchor, pillar of the community, mm -hmm. well-respected. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the folks in blue don't know that. Mm -hmm. and, and if you happen to run into one of those twisted uh, folks in blue, um, you know, your whole life can be compromised mm -hmm. or sacrificed or taken, yeah. as, as we've continued to report day but in and day out. No one is immune. I've been stopped multiple times. Mm -hmm. I've been I've been handcuffed on the curb. I've been guns drawn oh, just as an African-American male trying yeah. to grow up in this country. So, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, justice will come at some yeah. point. My hope. And my, hopefully my, things our, will change. Our, our, our but man, hope, yeah, as this as this huge case continues mm -hmm. to play out. The decertification, I want to add, was a peace officer standard and training mm. a commission certification. So mm. just, uh, you know, hearing that name alone, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, decertification is definitely the right uh, right action here. And, and color is not the case here. Blue, blue and black is it's the, the case. It's the blue culture. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's right. Let's talk about this. The school board meeting in Temecula, California got intense as mm. parents 
staff, and other community members gathered to discuss critical race theory. A white woman shouted for a black speaker to leave the country. That's when the meeting took a turn. Take a look. If I don't, if I feel that way, why don't I get out of the country? My family. Sir, that's your first warning. The second warning, you'll be, you'll be asked to leave. She said get out of the country. She told me to get out of the country. My family has been here since August 16, 1619. Sir, that's enough. And then Pam, Virginia, my family is here. We've been slaves for 400 years. Jason, please escort this man out of the building. Thank you. If you would like, the whole auditorium can leave. That's the way we're gonna conduct. Joe, that is, Joe. We need order in the building or I'll let everybody leave. I object to that. All right, if this 10 woman minute recess. said that to him, 10 minute recess. she needs to be excused. Goodness. Yeah, that was that was a tough listen and a it tough was. watch, but uh, uh, there was no there was no right there because there is a way to resolve conflicts mm -hmm. without everyone leaving the building. Mm -hmm. An expression of emotion isn't a reason to immediately be expelled yeah. from a meeting. And he looks like he is, you know, very respectively, you know, passionately giving his uh, point of view. This is the man who was mm -hmm. uh, asked to leave. And while all of that ruckus was happening, there was another incident in the same meeting mm. where a white adult male approached a young teenage uh, girl mm. um, and kind of walked up on her mm. in, in a way that appeared to be a bit threatening. Yeah. And uh, you can take a look here. And uh, it was just frightening for a moment. And you had parents standing around and it wasn't until someone who uh, looked like maybe a black father mm -hmm. kind of stepped in to check this man to say, hey, right. this is a child. You could feel yeah. the way you feel, but uh, you know, this Relax. is a child. Yeah. So uh, a lot of busyness uh, over the weekend in regards to how this pretend, uh, uh, you know, potentially yeah. played out. Yeah, that was, uh, that was surprising that mm -hmm. he immediately threw the African-American man mm -hmm. out, not the person who yelled the comment. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting how the whole thing yeah. played out. Take a look. So could you imagine all of that going on at that one time? The meeting was, of yeah. course, cut short, like we heard. Uh, no one, uh, no word rather on if the district will attempt to have a second meeting. If they do, uh, they're really going to need to uh, plan that properly, mm -hmm. uh, maybe have some security mm -hmm. or uh, police on, on hand to make sure things just stay uh, calm and cool and, and collected. But just a, uh, just a horrible display of adulthood. You got to remember you have kids in there mm -hmm. and we're there for the reason of kids to, to, mm -hmm. to make sure they're getting 
getting what they need. And yeah, we may disagree on that, but you know, let's go about it as adults mm -hmm. uh, because we are, no matter what side of that argument you're on, we are setting an example. We are, and, and I wish we would be at a place where we can all have conversations that move problems forward, like actually addressing the mm -hmm. problem. Nothing got solved in that meeting. Nothing. Nothing happened that's gonna help yeah. anyone except you guys made the news. And I think sometimes people come to a meeting like that ready for conflict, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. inviting conflict. Yeah. And so I don't, it's tough to see things change if that's the way we're gonna interact all the time. So hopefully things can change soon. Mm -hmm. The World Athletic, uh, the World Athletics bans transgender athletes from competing in female sports starting on March the 31st, just a few days from now. Yeah. And it's largely targeting athletes who transition from male to female after going through pu puberty as a male. Now the move has drawn criticism from the LGBTQAI community, Q plus community advocates, but uh, the organizations pledge for, to explore ways for transgender women to compete in the future. Athletes Ally, Athlete Ally has slammed some decisions stating that it will shatter the dreams of younger transgender girls. Now, recent years have seen movements limiting trans women's participation in all women's sports with protests outside of the NCAA convention in San Antonio mm. in January. Yeah. This is another one of those very tough conversations Arguments, yeah. that need to be had. And mm -hmm. you'd think, however it's decided, it could be decided fairly, but mm -hmm. the definition of fairly is on which either side the science lands for you. Yeah. It's such a tough subject. Yeah, and it is the science. It really you know, is. Um, they may have, you know, they're transgender at this point, mm -hmm. but, you know, biologically, do they still have an advantage? And mm -hmm. I think that's a valid point. On the other side of that, uh, you know, they're saying, you know, research has shown that uh, they don't necessarily have an advantage and that, you know, not all transgenders, uh, you know, are winning races, you right. know. Right, right. I hear you, but uh, I still think that other side of the argument uh, is valid. Me, Cordelia, and I go back and uh, forth. We we go back and forth a yeah. bit. It's a it's a nice going back and forth, but mm -hmm. you know I've pretty much stood my ground with. I'm just concerned if there is a biological advantage. That, that's where I am. It's mm -hmm. a, it's about uh, testosterone and mm -hmm. the amount of muscle you're able to build. It's mm -hmm. just genetically, men mm -hmm. are able to build more muscle. Mm -hmm. So I, does that give them an advantage? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the question. Mm -hmm. that, I can't exactly. answer it. I'm right. not a scientist. Right. That is the question. Mm -hmm. All right, Heather Williams, who accused R. Kelly of coercing her into a sexual relationship when she was just 16, has been granted priority access to the singer's Sony Music Royalty account by the Illinois Supreme mm. Court. Somebody's going to have to show her the money. Now, Williams mm -hmm. was awarded a $4 million default judgment after Kelly failed to respond to her 2019 civil suit. The value of the account was last assessed at $1.5 million in 2020. You remember Kelly was sentenced to 30 years in prison and a $100,000 fine last year after being convicted of sex trafficking and racketeering. He was sentenced to an additional 20 years last month for sex crimes uh, in Chicago. I don't know if I've ever heard of that, where someone's awarded royalties. That's. I guess maybe it's just a way, a creative way, way to get to these victims their money. Get their you money, know, yeah, as far as with the judgment. Victim? 
Yeah. I know. It, that's an interesting, that's yeah. a, but I guess, you know, it's and all it about your own legal battle. Yeah. And unless that account has grown, it doesn't seem like there's enough in there to cover what she's been awarded for point some odd million dollars. There's right. only about a million dollars in there. Mm -hmm. So I wonder how they're going to make good on, on the rest of what she's owed. Well, royalties are in perpetuity. So sure. anytime it plays in a movie, a TV show, mm -hmm. any of his songs are used, somebody's mm -hmm. getting that money yeah. and it's going to be her. Yeah, maybe she'll just continue to It'll get a check as it, you hit yeah. that amount. Mm -hmm. yeah. Coming up, a major lawsuit from Nike Shoes against a Detroit-based company. Uh-oh, we're going to tell you what the sneaker giant says StockX got all wrong. That story and more coming up. You're watching Fox Soul's Black Report. All right, now, welcome back to Fox Soul's Black Report. Uh, Twitter says it's removing the verification system that awarded blue check marks to accounts that had uh, that it had determined to be authentic. Mm -hmm. Starting April 1st, the verification system will be removed. The once free check marks will now only be accessible on Twitter Blue that you're going to have to pay for. Twitter Blue. Okay. okay. Notable <laughs> accounts are not necessary for Twitter Blue. However, being truthful, active, and older than 90 days are requirements for the new service. Plus, I, I think I, it's like 10 bucks a month or something, 10, 10 11 dollars, whatever like it that. is. Mm -hmm. I don't, I do not understand. But it's not for me to understand. I'm not a tech genius. I do yeah. not understand what Twitter is doing with all these maneuvers within Making the money. I know they're trying to figure out how to make more money. It was valued over the weekend. I read an article. It was valued at uh, what, $20 billion, mm -hmm. $22 billion. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. he bought it for $40-something billion. Right. So it's already right. depreciated. Um, this whole blue check mark thing, does it really mean that much to people? You Blue checks do. You get a blue check. You get, the only blue check that I have not been able to get is Instagram. They are stingy. And Facebook came to me about uh, verification. Right. It's the same. It's got to be the same people, but I can't get verification on IG. So I don't know what the criteria I is. Don't I don't know what happens. Mark. I just want my people to follow me Yeah, and not have any I, well, fake accounts. I've, I've had some success without the, the, the blue check, yeah. but uh, people really hold that valuable. There, therein lies you know, the intrinsic value of what you this blue check is supposed to mean. You should pay for a blue check mark. Okay. Well, that's, that's supposed to do That is me. I'm just me talking. Just a dude <laughs> Let's talking. Let's go to um, Utah, <laughs> Lee. You ever been to Utah? I have. Over Utah Republican governor. <laughs> I looked around too. I, I, I said, anybody story. else been to Utah? <laughs> uh, that governor there has signed off on the controversial social media legislation that goes into effect on March 1st of next year. The bill is considered the most aggressive step yet by state or federal lawmakers to protect kids online. Now, under this uh, bill here, social media platforms will have to conduct age verification for all Utah residents. Uh, ban all aids for minors and impose a curfew, making their sites off limits between the hours of 1030 at night uh, until about 630 in the morning. You know, listen, can you really, really, really police social media and, and young kids? I mean, you can be doing, you know, one of the most you know, innocent searches ever, and some filth will come up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, you know, it's it's really, really hard. Well, that's to never happened to me, Courtney. It's happened to me, and, and it, it scares the heck out of you because it's like, I know, especially if it happens whoa, whoa, at work, whoa, whoa, whoa. or but, yeah, you know, I don't want anybody yeah, yeah. thinking of, you know, it's, right. it's nuts. 
um, and I'm talking about intentional, mm -hmm. unintentional searches mm -hmm. and these things pop up. I, I applaud the effort we're trying to protect our young people. I just don't know how foolproof this is going to be. Yeah, the the plans to protect uh, come with safeguards. Those safeguards are usually passwords, mm -hmm. and if the kid has the password, they're just going to put it in again. And so I've heard of people trying to regulate their kids yes. uh, with certain amount mm -hmm. you can only be on from this time right. to this time with right. a password. The only one I've heard that works well is mm -hmm. if you shut down the internet at home at a certain time. But then That's nobody it. Can they get don't have access it to it. Yeah. Nobody can get it. Because I don't care how much they try to you know, find ways. Mm -hmm. These young folks are slick and they are going to yeah. get to what they want to get to. Yeah, and that stops them from gaming, but yeah. it doesn't stop them from using their cell connections That's to right. get the apps. They'll find so a way. They'll find a They're going to find a way. But we can still try. Yeah. And Utah will definitely try. That's, that sounds like it. Let's talk about Ticketmaster. It's facing a class action lawsuit over alleged price gouging linked to Drake's upcoming concert. Another artist, this time Drake, a Canadian law firm, claims Ticketmaster, quote, intentionally misled customers for their own financial gain. No, not Ticketmaster. <laughs> they say it ain't for so. their own financial gain. <laughs> they say it ain't so. What? Now, the firm alleges Ticketmaster knew about an alleged Montreal tour date but failed to adjust prices mm. and that it sold ordinary seats as official platinum seats. The plaintiffs are seeking compensation plus $300,000 per customer in damages. You know, I always hit that drop down to see what mm -hmm. the charges are. Right. I don't care if it's tickets. I don't care if it's plane right. tickets. And I'm like, well, what is this? And I, sometimes I I'll call and ask, the yeah, what is this? Well, why and why? And cable bill, mm -hmm. all kind of crazy I other like the nonsense. Way you roll. Listen, and I'll call and ask. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you eventually end up paying because, you know, I feel like it's mm -hmm. a bit of a ripoff. But, you know, like, what is this and why? You know, mm -hmm. I'll call and ask questions like there was some kind of sports tax. I was like, I don't even watch this channel. This channel doesn't even come on in my area why am I being right. taxed for this? So you really have to hit that drop down and go over that bill. Mm -hmm. I think digitally we just have a tendency to, you know, trash it or, right. we, you know, save it for later, but really tap that thing and see what these bills are asking for. And ticket, I, I mean, I know the cost of concert tickets are, are extremely Crazy. high nowadays, but they are just off the charts and ridiculous, ridiculous. Ridiculous. And, you know, you check I, I think government is involved in looking at Ticketmaster. Mm -hmm. They need to be involved mm -hmm. in looking at Ticketmaster because mm -hmm. we had a story last week, uh, Made News, where uh, you can buy a ticket for Madonna's concert overseas, and it was less than the price of a that. plane ticket and the concert over there. I saw and that. And so if they find a way to regulate tickets over there without Ticketmaster, mm -hmm. why are we paying these $1,800 prices for Madonna over here. Greed. Yeah, there Greed. it is. Greed. There it is. Greed. All right, Nike taking a swipe at StockX, the athletic company claiming the Detroit-based business is selling counterfeit versions of its sneakers, or oh, gym shoes is what we call them up here. <laughs> <laughs> Nike is also adding false advertising and counterfeit claims to its existing lawsuit against StockX after the sneaker giant says it purchased four pairs of fake sneakers from the resale platform. Now in the suit, the uh, gym shoe giant accuses the resale platform of blatantly uh, free riding almost exclusively on the backs of Nike's famous trademarks and associated goodwill. You can't mess with the swoosh, baby. Mm -hmm. You can't mess with the swoosh. Uh, yeah, Nike is something and- It is a machine. About, 
we're not talking about Air. We're, we're not talking about Air Jordan's brand. That's a billion dollar brand. Mm -hmm. Nike above mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It's insane the amount of money yeah. that they bring in. Yeah, and you, you're not gonna you know mess with the swoosh or anything that they have uh, rights to. And you know a lot of this counterfeiting, unfortunately, goes on a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so you know I'm wondering you know out of all that Nike has to take a look right. at and do, how were they able to just pinpoint this? Unless somebody was snitching or something like that. But you know this this goes on all the time. Why, you know, why this now? particular company? Yeah, why now? I wonder why what really happens behind really happening? the Yeah, man. Because you go, you know, you go to New York and get a knockoff this and a knockoff bag of that. Is it Canal Street? Yeah, yeah, you can get you some everything. Knock off whatever you want. Uh -huh, so why uh -huh. are they focusing right here? And there's always a story behind the story. Yeah, somebody's snitching. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, now his pockets just keep getting fatter, Ooh. according to a new Forbes report. Jay-Z. Net worth has soared to 2.5 billion. I'm is that by himself? Billion. That we doesn't include we'll his wife. I now. think that's just by itself. <gasps> billion. <gasps> now, while the report is slim on details, it notes that the fortune of Sean Carter runs well past music. Here are some of his revenue and where it's coming from. Can you help me out on this one? I don't drink. Mm, me neither. Yeah, his uh, champagne, well, champagne is worth 310 million. Uh, cash and investments, including a stake in Uber, get out, worth 70 million. 220 million to his cognac, 100 million to Tidal Streaming, 100 mm -hmm. million to Rock Nation, 75 million to his music catalog, 75 million in his art collection, 70 million. Oh, 50 million in, in real, the real estate. estate. So like I said, like, so this is without bank. Because I remember very early on when they were established as billionaires, it's because they me. were two that, together. That just hit me. What? Man, he's got a lot of money. He does. And he did so many different ventures and he does them well. Respect to Jay-Z, but man, we can break your job. Break your job. I think this is a, like a solo effort. Like I said, I remember in the beginning, him and Bay together were billionaires, mm -hmm. but now obviously they're financial, they're individual financial right. portfolios are just growing big ups like that's right. amazing it, it when is you, when you, truly amazing and you, you you know you come from the same generation so mm -hmm. we saw how he came up as listen i'm not mad 2.5 billion yeah. and he's married to beyonce <laughs> i'm not you know i'm not i'm not hating i love love music love everything Man, this is... What a life, huh? Oh, man, the stuff the dreams are made of. Listen, all right, still ahead, <laughs> the future of Africa. Yes, indeed. It is an amazing mm -hmm. place to go. The, mm -hmm. the vice president is there right mm -hmm. now, mm -hmm. and we'll tell you about all. The Afrofuturism, mm -hmm. it's an exhibit that you need to pay attention to that dates back to W.E.B. Du Bois. We'll mm -hmm. have that information coming up. Yes, sir. Remember Rip? <laughs> okay. Rip used to say it all the time. Rip Hamlin. Yes, sir. I do. A lot it's of people Rip. Yeah. yeah. All right. Welcome Good back people. to uh, Fox Soul's Black Report. Let's jump into the National Museum of African American History and Culture in the nation's capital. Mm -hmm. It has launched a much-anticipated exhibit on Afrofuturism. Yeah, so the 4,000-square-foot exhibit showcases more than 100 objects from music, television, comics, and more. Uh, highlights include Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther costume, Octavia Butler's typewriter, George Clinton's wig, honey, from his Parliament <laughs> Funkadelic days, and Vernon Reed's guitar. Guitar. Uh, you better know it. 
Uh, Afrofuturism is a genre that centers around black history and culture, incorporates science fiction, technology, and futuristic elements into literature, music, and the visual arts. Now, the genre can be tracked back to W.E.B. Du Bois, his writings back in the 1800s, and wasn't coined, though. The term wasn't coined until the 1900s. Now, the hope is for this kind of art to help African-Americans escape the mental bondage and actual slavery back then, but mental bondage of slavery and discrimination now. Yeah. I so really love it. Yeah. it. It places, the, especially some of the fiction, mm -hmm. places you African-Americans in places you just don't see. Mm -hmm. How many times when you go to the movies do you see a brother in space? Not often. Not very often Not at often. all. And, Not and very it, often at all. And so you can go from that perspective to some of the folks that they've highlighted, how futuristic they already were, mm -hmm. like a George Clinton, mm -hmm. you know? And so, you know, it deems them as like mavericks, if of you will. Of course, the mothership connection. Yeah, that's, that's, it doesn't get any more Afro-futuristic than that. And I must have missed it back in the 90s when somebody coined uh, the, the, the name, because this is new for me, the app, you know. Afro-futurism. Yeah, yeah Afro-futurism cool. is very cool. Cool. You know, George came in here, uh, the other studio. He was in the other studio. Was once. he? Man, that dude is something. It George just Clinton. Incredible. Uncle George, he is. It's it just nice. Legendary. Yeah. He's good people. Yeah. yeah. Cracking jokes, good stuff. All right, journalist Leroy Chapman Jr. is making history at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Chapman was named editor-in-chief of the AJC yesterday, making him the first top black editor in the newspaper's 155-year history. He has been uh, with the publication since 2011. Chapman will replace Kevin Riley, who is one of the longest-tenured editors at the the AJC. A representative from the publication says he has made, quote, uh, invaluable contributions to the institution and city. And I'll say, Lee, he's probably about with us. Mm -hmm. Don't let the gray fool you. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, Handling you know, that business. little wisdom yeah. comes in mm -hmm. on the early end, but uh, it's, it's just great to see this uh, ascension. Uh, if you will. One man round of applause. Yeah, that's Leroy Chapman Jr. Mm -hmm. Go ahead with your Down bad self, my man. Atlanta. And handle your business. Keep doing it. Handle it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, billionaire Mackenzie Scott continuing to give a lot of money on a giving spree. Now, she recently announced the launch of a $250 million open call focused on elevating organizations wow. working and, and people uh, working with people and in places experiencing the greatest need in the United States. Those communities, individuals, and families with access to the fewest foundational resources and opportunities. Now, an open call, I had to go look this one up. Mm -hmm, an open call mm -hmm. is for uh, community-led organizations with purpose in advancing voices and opportunities of individuals and families of meager or modest means and groups who have met uh, with discrimination or systematic obstacles to reach for funding. Now, it's asking those specific groups mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. reach out for funding. Mm -hmm. That's what an open call is. Now, organizations that are interested must register at yieldgiving.org by Friday, May the 5th. So you got a little bit of time. The billionaire philanthropist philanthropist uh, has already yielded more than 14 billion dollars uh, for about 1600 nonprofits since 2019 now according to a new website millions have gone to HBCUs mm -hmm. and that is of course Jeff Bezos former wife yeah 
Um, Which is how she amassed a, a lot of, if not she, all of her a billions. Lot of but money, listen, but she also uh, helped him amass I was gonna Amazon. Say, so she, she was at the ground that money. apps, which is why yes. she got it. Yes. And so I kind of took a look at how much she has to give away. Mm -hmm. Twenty-seven billion. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, Mackenzie. Yeah. Um, I can give you a station address here. Yeah, $250 <laughs> And it's a good opportunity for yeah. some of those. If you're if you're listening to us, go to that website yeah. and, and, and see if you can apply because there's money there to be given. And she has it to give. Yeah, she I does. love yeah. that she's doing this because she could, her family and her family, she could never spend that money never, in a lifetime. Never. All right, we're still inside of uh, Women's History Month. And so let's uh, focus in on some her story. Uh, as oh, we continue, you, to, you like it? Like, yeah, Thank story. you. Yeah, go uh -huh. ahead, Courtney. We're going right. to celebrate investor, businesswoman, and financial educator Melody Hobson, mm -hmm. uh, co-CEO and president of Ariel Investments. That's mm -hmm. uh, out of Chicago. It's a big firm uh, with about $16.8 billion in assets, Lee. Now, she also sits on the board of Starbucks and J.P. Morgan Chase mm -hmm. and was chairman of DreamWorks board until it was sold to Comcast. Now, she is a longtime advocate on financial literacy, calling it a key to generational success. Hobson's Ariel Investments uh, Alternatives, sorry, Ariel Alternatives recently raised $1.45 billion for Project Black LP. Now, that's an inaugural private investment initiative mm -hmm. of Ariel Investments. Mm -hmm. Now, Forbes, Forbes reported these efforts would move S&P companies to spend between $8 billion to $10 billion with black and Latino suppliers, resulting in a significant increase in jobs for minorities. Hobson also made history last year after becoming part owner of the... Denver Broncos. Oh, wait. She's part owner of the Broncos, yeah. too. Good for but her. That was after old boy left, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. He was, but yeah, the quarterback, Wilson. Yeah. yeah. They're struggling a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe they'll find their footing with the sister yeah. at the helm. I love that she uh, yeah. is making it a point to not only give back, mm -hmm. but that financial literacy piece yeah. is so unbelievably important because mm -hmm. when you start understanding how to navigate with mm -hmm. your money mm -hmm. and how to make it accumulate, right. it can be a game changer. Right. Uh, and it's, I'm not talking about at the billion dollar level. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about at the pay the water bill and the cable bill level. Because yeah. if you start making right choices then, yeah. it starts adding up over a lifetime. And, it can be game changing. And what I love is that she was already suited and booted and a heavyweight, mm -hmm. walking real heavy even before the marriage with the director, George Lucas. George Lucas. Mm -hmm. um, she was already who she was and just continues to thrive mm -hmm. in that as one of our um, financial uh, leaders and uh, way makers. You know, yeah, yeah gotta appreciate yeah. her for sure. That's, you know what? Hmm. You know what's cool is we just had two different stories about black billionaires. And we, and we, we used the word B. With a B. B. <laughs> with a B. <laughs> what? With a what? B, Lee. You, back in the day, you know what I'm talking about? It was like zero. Far and few like between. Like Oprah one day. That's about. If she right. keeps working. It was about only Oprah, really. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, really was. Yeah. It really was. All right, up next, a major lawsuit against Lionsgate and 50 Cent. Yeah, we're going to introduce you to the man who says the famous character Ghost was based on him. Don't go anywhere, Soulmates. We got you. You're watching Foxo's Black Report. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Isn't that what Grandma used to say? Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back, Soulmates. <laughs> Listen, uh, actor Jonathan Majors, we're going to talk a little bit about this. Uh, you may know he was arrested in New York uh, over the weekend, charges of assault, harassment, and strangulation after an alleged altercation with a girlfriend who knew yeah That's some reports said girlfriend some reports said friend but it came out later like, perhaps okay. it is I'm a girlfriend. girlfriend law enforcement sources say that an argument between the two arose mm. after she saw another woman texting him on it on a taxi return home from a bar in Brooklyn she claims and when she tried to look at the phone, he became angry and allegedly slapped her, grabbing her hand, putting his hands around her neck during this incident. Now, Majors has denied the allegations and the case is currently under investigation. I will say mm. more reports came out that that his team, lawyers, representatives, have said that it was in a New York ca taxi cab. Those have cameras. We will have the footage for you and prove him innocent with that footage. Yeah. That has been said. Uh, so I am, I am so interested. He did an army campaign. They've uh, already pulled it. And they pulled the campaign so quick. So quick, but I understand if you join the military, you can't have a criminal record. Yeah. I understand that. So he was arrested but he is innocent until proven guilty, but still, on a, on a public level, mm -hmm. anything is a bad look. Yeah, I'm curious to ask you, with you being a, a film critic, mm -hmm. any rumblings about what Marvel is, is gonna do? I heard that they're kinda like in a pickle right now as to do we hold tight and see what happens, or do we pull up? They, they have to hold tight because he is the star. a long-term investment. He's a villain. He plays Kang the Conqueror in Quantum Mania, mm -hmm. the Ant-Man movie, mm -hmm. and they set it up for him to be in many more. So mm. they need to hold tight, which they will. And I said this about others. Mm. Other celebrities have done things and weathered storms worse than this. I'm not trying to belittle it at all. If right. he did what he did, you then know, he, he will to, suffer the consequences. To, yeah. Uh, but Eddie Murphy was arrested at one point for something that happened. Most Who people hasn't don't even re don't remember that at all. That's right. Hugh Grant rested mm -hmm. once for something that happened. Mm -hmm. Who remembers that? Mm -hmm. I mean, so we're we're talking about uh, a celebrity, so we have to wait and see. And the uh, U.S. Army put them on hold. They didn't yeah. cancel them. They put them on hold. Yeah, so but it's, it's just a takedown that you don't want to see because you know justice hasn't played so out just quick yet. Too. It's so quick. He just rose like three weeks ago. Yeah. He wasn't didn't have one movie. Exactly. Now he has two of the exactly. top five and I, movies. And I feel so. that sometimes when it's folks of color, we just mm -hmm. don't get the grace mm -hmm. that other folks would get mm -hmm. or the patience. Mm -hmm. All right, rapper Fifty Cent is facing a three hundred dollar three hundred million there you dollar go. Okay, <laughs> lawsuit from former drug kingpin Corey Ghost Holland, who alleges that Lionsgate Entertainment enabled 50 Cent's vicious intimidation against him. Holland claims that the company knew about 50, uh, har his harmful tendencies, but did not take appropriate action. Uh, this guy is seeking compensation for intentional infliction of emotional distress and other allegations, as well as prohibiting Lionsgate from using his life story in future productions without permission and compensation. All right, movie critic guy, what you uh, got to say? I know you got some insight It's all on about this. money. I don't even know what that that means. What, what was that? It, intentions? It, it, he knew about his harmful. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows where 50 came from. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. um, it sounds to me uh, like a blatant money grab. Mm -hmm. Now, did did he use uh, his likeness? Did he use the term ghost uh, referring to it? 
will be settled in yeah. court. It's one of those where it's a big deal all mm -hmm. the way up until it gets settled for an undisclosed amount. But how many rappers and movies, I mean, Snowfall, Snowfall is running mm -hmm. right now and they say it may be loosely based upon Free Ray Rick or Rick mm -hmm. Ross or something. You know, so how many times have rappers, you know, kind of glorified, you know, these oh. these lifestyles and taken, the you know, their names to, and nicknames. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if dude has an argument or not, if he'll get any money. You know 50s doesn't like to pay up for anything, so I'm hey, sure he'll fight if, back. If you work for it, you can get the money, but if not, I'm, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a 50. You gotta prove it, and if you prove it, he'll, he'll pay, he'll mm -hmm. have to. Yeah. All right, the funeral arrangements are set for a beloved executive in the music industry. Claiborne Evans Jr. died over the weekend after suffering a stroke. Mm early this month. Now Evans uh, was the vice president of Grand Hustle Records. There he is right there, which was created by Atlanta rapper T.I. He was also the CEO of Rubicon Brand Management. A number of artists are posting their condolences on social media, including Big Boy, 2 Chainz, Snoop Dogg, and Pharrell. Rest in peace. Yeah. All right. Mary J. Blige is set to executive produce two new original movies for Lifetime. Can that I say network that there? I love Mary J.? The who doesn't? One time I was like I was like 10 feet away from her when she was singing. I was just staring right at her. She looked right at me in the eye. And you still you still in awe. What's up, Mary J.? Okay. The films by the singer's biggest hits, Stretch of a Woman. That was a great moment, though. Yeah. And Real Love, and will premiere on back-to-back -back Saturdays starting on June 10th. Courtney, mm -hmm. I'm looking for a real love. I know you are. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Are. We can hook you up. <laughs> you hear that, soulmates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good people right here. Real Love follows a college freshman named Kendra as she falls in love with her classmate, while Strength of a Woman picks up 15 years later with Kendra in a failing marriage marriage and uh, unexpectedly re-entering her life, uh, this uh, love interest, I guess. Now, the movies are also partnering with the nonprofit Take uh, the Night Foundation to end sexual violence. Go ahead, Mary. She's got a lot going on. And who knew? I remember back in the early 90s yes. when the album hit and she was all rough. And then who knew? Remember that Method Man song? Yes. I know we can't sing any of them because we don't I have the right to, you, you know, you have to be careful. Right. That's but right. But y'all know the Method Man song I'm talking well, about. who knew? A, a Oscar nominated, mm -hmm. a, a mm -hmm. well respected actress. She's got the wine line, she's mm -hmm. got the talk show now. She is even coming full circle with uh, a scheduled uh, meetup and performance with mm -hmm. Jodeci. No. We all know that you oh. know, the tumultuous relationship Oof. between her and KC. Can you, can you imagine the coming to Jesus meeting that they had? Or mm. it could have just been like, let's get this money and let bygones be bygones. Or they may have really sat down and really talked that thing out. Who knows? Either way, it's it, coming. you know, it, it's, it's tough to be in the same room sometimes with someone you've had static with. So yeah. it's good. this is good to see on any level. Mm -hmm. And I just think when she when she sings about strength and perseverance and all it. these things, you, you really, feel it. you really felt she's it going from day it herself. one. That's right. And I, That's I right. really, I love her music. I love mm -hmm. what she's done. Mary J's the queen right of hip hop soul. That's yeah, what they call she's her. Right with me. Yeah, yeah. Still ahead, I know she is. Mm -hmm. Still ahead, it's our favorite segment, Black Excellence Time, Lee. Yes, uh, we'll tell you about actor Jesse Williams, what he's up to in order to help thousands of black students. That's coming up. We gotta get you backstage to the MG, MJB right? concert. I'm like, get you up, a kiss Mary? on what's the up, cheek. Mary? How you feel? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Fox Soul's Black Report. Pasadena, California just got its first black-owned independent bookstore highlighting Bi BIPOC authors. 
Now, Nikki High was inspired to open uh, a space of her very own mm -hmm. with an all-inclusive slant. Yeah, BIPOC stands for Black, Indigenous, and People of Color. And with huge support from the local community there in Pasadena, High uh, opened Octavia's Bookshelf, a fitting name after the iconic Octavia E. Butler, who is a famous Pasadena science fiction writer. Yeah, with help from uh, Pasadena residents and social media uh, bookworms, High has been able to raise $22,374 on mm. GoFundMe to make the dream a reality. I love this. Mm -hmm. I do. And Amazing. I still, um, I still, even though my, my young one is a little bit older now, I still do take her to the library to mm -hmm. get that physical mm -hmm. book mm -hmm. addiction because I do still get physical books myself. Yeah, there's some great libraries. Just We're here in Detroit, the Fox O headquarters, and there's one right up the street, Southfield mm -hmm. uh, Library. One great of your, library, any, yeah. Any favorite books you, you're reading? I know it's hard to, you know. I just finished, I just finished reading The Alchemist uh, again mm. uh, uh, for another time. Um, but I'm big on like self-help, self-improvement, understanding, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going back over a, a, a Yan Le book, one of her very first, ah. just to, to shore up and to, you know, beef, yeah. beef up, this, this, yeah. you know, beef just, it up. Just to get your mind that's right. That's right. Get your right place. That's right, yeah. that's right. Actor and activist Jesse Williams is getting back to his roots as he recently launched Homeschooled. Now that's the name of a new gaming app mm. for all ages that aims to celebrate through trivia with a major emphasis on pop culture and categories like growing up black, soul brothers, and deep. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sports, uh, geography, and the internet are among the other features. There's even a Grey's Anatomy section that asks real life medical science questions. Mm. Uh, each category is timed and players can uh, compete against friends, family, and even celebrities. Yeah, you do that. You place that on your forehead mm -hmm. and then you have to guess. I love those kinds I of like games. It. Now, William I says like the homeschooled app was born out of a shift towards virtual learning during the pandemic and mm. frustrations with diversity education in schools. Now, Williams taught high school. Did he in Philadelphia I, for six years before he decided to pursue an acting career? I Get did not out. know that. Yeah, he was Get a high out. school teacher. High school yeah, teacher, good from for Chicago, him. transitioned to Philly and was a high school teacher for six years good before he him. said, I want to be an actor. And now he has an and act. Yeah, and we'll go down in history as Grey's Anatomy's cutie pie. I don't know. You, you the, the like late, Grey's yeah, Anatomy? I never watched Grey's Anatomy, I to tell you the truth. Either, neither, yeah. But I do know he was a big hit. He was. And the ladies loved him. Yeah. And uh, he's the man. Good job. I like that he's doing something for the people. Yeah, yeah. I do too. Thanks mm -hmm. for joining us today. Are we done? Yeah, can you believe that? I, just, can just I say, good friends, good can conversation. I, can I say something out. really quick just to clear up yeah, everything? sure. Just in case Hallie's watching. I do love Mary J. Blige, but Halle Berry has always been my uh, one and only. And so, just in case Hallie is tuning she's still in. Your, you're, she's still your boyhood crush? Yeah. yeah. Really? No, it was manhood crush. Manhood crush, yeah. boyhood crush? Met her a couple of times. Oh, man. You did? Yeah, Sweet man. and pleasant? She was great. I think I made a fool of myself. Yeah. But... Back when she was married to Eric Benet, I was doing TV and radio down mm -hmm. in Mobile, and that's where Eric Benet's family is oh. from. So yeah, I got a few glimpses of, nice. of the queen, Queen Haley, Haley Barry. Yeah, her. she's Love a sweetheart. Her. All right, for the, 
<laughs> no shade on Mary J, though. For Go the ahead. full run today, Mary's going to get you. For the full <laughs> run on today's stories and more, you can access Fox Soul's video on demand on any of our partners. You can even access past shows and other Black-centered content. And don't forget to download the Fox Soul app. It is absolutely free. Real quick, I want to take a moment to thank Brandon and the entire uh, Fox Soul and Fox 2 family mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, coming, coming to my rescue on Friday. We suffered uh, a loss uh, by way of a house fire. My yes. grandmother Sorry and uh, my that, uncle. Courtney. So yeah. we're still moving through that. But let me tell you, uh, you, you, you see, I see these folks every day and we speak in the mm -hmm. hallway and we give hugs. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, when something like this happened, um, that just proves the point that you are family because we yeah. spend more time with, with yeah. each other than sometimes we do our own family. Yeah. But I just want to uh, put out the thank yous and the acknowledgements and the love and support. It, it really meant a lot moving through that this weekend. So we, thank you so much. We appreciate you and your, and your time. And it, it, mm -hmm. when I heard that last week, it, 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 yeah. it touched me because, mm -hmm. you know, we report the news. You never think you're going to be, be the news. Part of it. Yeah. Part so, of it, but, uh, yeah. But I'm glad we were all able yeah. to step up. And, and I want you to keep around. your home stay, safe, stay vigilant. I'll be mm -hmm. transparent. It was due to cigarette uh, smoking. Mm -hmm. So uh, let's be mindful and let's uh, stay safe and keep each other safe. Yeah. And we'll continue to report the stories that you guys yeah. Uh, need to hear. Yeah, Lee Thomas, we appreciate you always, always clutch. Now, how, how do you get how do you get that Africa assignment? Uh, Lee how, do you, how do you get that Africa? I, I want to hang out you, with you, uh, the vice president. Him, you're gonna have to text him and ask him, honey. I don't know, but uh, we, he's great we at what he does. Too, we look forward to him giving us reports That's as right. she goes throughout the, the continent right. of Africa. That's exciting. The Cordelai Corte. I'm just sitting in for the moment. You'll Guest starring, as we like to I, say, because you're special. That, I'm Courtney Hicks. I'm Lee Thomas. Thanks for watching Foxhole's Black Report. Be safe. Have a good one. We'll see you soon.